talking about video games. Yeah! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Donkey Kong Artist Podcast. I am but one of the two hosts of the podcast. My name is Patrick Shanley. I'm the gaming editor at THR. And joining me, as always, is my best friend and co-host, Edmund Arnold. Edmund, how are you doing today? You know, I'm doing okay. Games are getting good again. It's been a long, long year, but I'm happy to say that I'm playing games, I'm enjoying the games that are coming out, and I'm ready to talk about them today. It has been kind of a not super great year after two really, really, really awesome years. Every podcast we start off with saying, man, this year sucks in games. I know, we're really just like not happy, optimistic people. Anyway, now that I've bummed everybody out, Telltale is back! Woo! (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to react to that. I don't either, actually, because I don't... All right, full disclosure, and this is a confession time. <clears throat> I haven't really played any Telltale games, and I don't really know that much about Telltale. Oh. How did? Well, let me tell you, I played every Telltale game except for the Minecraft one, because who wants to play Minecraft? Wait, 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 hold on. All right, pause the podcast. There's a Minecraft Telltale game? There is a Minecraft Telltale game. Is it the Minecraft Story Mode game? It's a Minecraft Story Mode game. What? Yes. I have played that. Isn't that insane? That's the, the only one I have played. Oh, why would you? that be the only one that you've played? All right. Yeah, Good I for think... you. I was hanging out with children or something. I'm a. No, okay. We can just edit that part out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Eddie, you're a Telltale fan. You must be excited about this news. I wouldn't say fan. I'm a okay. Telltale game player. I've enjoyed two, three of their projects immensely. I really enjoyed the first season of The Walking Dead. I really enjoyed Tales from Borderlands. And I really, 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 really enjoyed The Wolf Among Us. But I'm still kind of skeptical about this. I don't know what to really expect. Could you give me a little background on what well, who picked them up? I'm still kind of fresh out of work, and I'm just like, give I me some background on this story. A company called LCG Entertainment, they are a holding company. Uh, they purchased the, the key assets, the trademarks, the technology, uh, certain IPs, pretty much everything that makes Telltale Telltale, everything Telltale had made and developed. Uh, I don't know how to feel about that because I'm unfamiliar with LCG Entertainment, and it feels like everyone's a little unfamiliar with LCG Entertainment. The last I had heard of Telltale was when Skybound kind of swooped in at the end to make sure that we got the last chapter of The Walking Dead. And that was sort of a bittersweet sort of ending to Telltale in a lot of people's minds. And then out of nowhere, uh, this morning as of this recording, it's Wednesday, August 28th, uh, this announcement came that Telltale is actually coming back. We have no idea what that means or what's going to happen. Yeah, and, and just looking at it, it looks like uh, it was bought by Jamie Otley and Brian Waddle. They're yeah. going to be running it. They're yeah. going to be running it now. So it looks like they've worked with licensed pro- properties such as Duck Dynasty and Power Rangers. So, you know, great, great stuff. <laughs> great, great stuff. But whatever happened to the Netflix deal, like I, th- like, I was expecting big things out of Telltale. Then they're shuttered. So what I'm just curious about what this reemergence is going to look like. I, we- I yeah, I'm curious if it's going to be anything I a lot of people are excited and this might just be like a, a parasite like moving in like a like one of those zombie parasites where like something's dead and then they're kind of like moving its dead body. That was a really messed up <laughs> metaphor but <laughs> All right, let's go with it. I like it. Yeah, why not? I had the uh, image in my head. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not trying to bash this company because I really don't know them. I don't. I'm not familiar with Jamie O'Tilly and Brian Waddle. You should be. I, I should be now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. Maybe they'll be great. Uh, I'm sort of familiar with Athlon Games, uh, who are also, you know, part of it. So, 
I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. The thing is, is that uh, I was okay with it being the end. I wasn't happy about it, but it just kind of felt like the end, you know? Like, we we had a, a closing of the book with Telltale, and now it's back without a lot of the creatives who made Telltale, Telltale. Yeah, and it just seems like, what are they going to... Are they going to keep with the same release schedule? Is there even an avenue for these story-based type games anymore? Because remember, Life is Strange was a huge hit when it came out that first time. And Life is Strange is in the middle of its season two, and no one is it, talking about it this. It literally just dropped an episode. It dropped episode four. Uh, we're talking about Life is Strange now. Yes. Like, a week and a half ago. And to, like, not a lot of fanfare, and nobody's really talking about it. And, lest we all forget... The reason that Telltale shut down is because the sales weren't very good for Telltale. Yeah, because I just don't, I don't know if people are still playing these games and enjoying them. And I do not know. If you, Telltale couldn't make it with The Walking Dead, Marvel, and Game of Thrones license. So what else can you throw into Telltale that make people want to play these story-based episodic games? I just Hello, don't know. Hello, Kitty. Hello, Kitty. I would pay it. And obviously, Duck Dynasty is another. Game. You give me a Duck Dynasty. No, you actually no. I'll throw that in the garbage. But if you give me a Hello Kitty, fully realized world, I'll play that mess. I'll play too. that mess. What but am I think I, even I think you need to get kind of creative if you're going to do this. I think you need to go out for some obscure comic book properties, like they did with The Wolf Among Us. But even that, The Wolf Among Us was like one of their least selling Telltale properties. Yeah, because people are going for name recognition. Also, exactly. I wonder if this was. I don't want to call it a novelty because I think there's room for everything. And, well, I don't know. What are the sales on Telling Lies right now from Sam Barlow and Annapurna Interactive? Because that game seemed to get a lot of publicity. But how many people in your day-to-day life, it's, it's skewed for me, I guess, because I know media people. But how many people have you heard talking about Telling Lies? Have you played Telling I Lies? I have never even heard of Telling Lies. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, like, these avant-garde, like, are they really game games? You know, like, uh, Telltale isn't exactly like a walking simulator, but they're... They're kind of like playing a comic book, right? Yeah, it is. It is very much so. It, 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 and I think the thing that plagued Telltale. I don't know if it's going to continue to plague as it changes with this new company. But the things that plague Telltale that everybody will talk about is that the way they release episodic content. Because sometimes you'd get an episode within two months within each other, and then sometimes you'd have to wait like six months for a new episode. You're not going to sustain. Um, people's interest with releasing episodic games on that type of schedule. No, I mean, think of the market right now. Like, well, there's 8,000 games constantly. It's, yeah, exactly. It's and, and also, how- game is not a movie. I sit with a game for months sometimes because they're so long to play through. Now that I'm not reviewing games, I don't have to rush through them. Like, I, st- I still am on games that came out months ago, years ago sometimes. And it's hard for adults to play these games, right? Yeah. It's hard for adults to find time to really, like, plug in these hours to complete these mm-hmm. games. And the thing that I liked about Telltale was that I could sit down and play one of these experiences in two hours, but the thing that really removed me from the experience is I'd have to wait three or four months for the next episode to release, and by that time it comes out, I'm on to something else. And if you're playing it primarily for the story, what's to say, uh, why use this format to tell that story instead of just doing a comic book? Exactly. What what am I gaining from this being a game? I don't know. I do not know unless, you know, I'm not going to lie the Tales of the Borderlands and The Wolf Among Us, specifically The Wolf Among Us, really got me into the Fables comic book series. Uh-huh. Like I said before, The Wolf Among Us did not sell at all. So I think there's a lot of comic books that you can really reach out to and try to adapt into a video game format. But then again, I'm, I'm just saying, will it sell? Do you have enough people who are into these comic books or into these type of properties that are going to go out and purchase another and like get back into these this telltale type 
release schedule. In addition to that, remember, Telltale didn't do anything to improve its hardware or anything to improve its uh, the mechanics in the game. It, like The Walking Dead Season 1 played exactly like Tales of Borderlands, and those games with released like five years within each other. Right. So they didn't do enough to improve the mechanics, to improve the graphics. They hadn't done anything to improve the engine at all. It was the same engine for their entire lifespan. And I think they, you know, they started off, they were kind of like, not the only people doing this, but they, they sort of like led the emergence of this type of uh, storytelling and this type of games. Now it's become, not mainstream, but there's tons of indie games that use this type of formula. You know, this type of gameplay, this type of like uh, narrative driven where like gameplay is sort of um, a much smaller part of it than you would think it would be. Uh, this is not a novelty anymore. No, it's not. It's not. And I mean, I'm curious. I'm curious to see... Okay, this is what I want to say. Final Fantasy VII is releasing an episodic content. I'm curious to see how that does when you have a big game like Final Fantasy VII. Can it sustain itself with releasing like a ge- like 10 hours at a time, right? Right. Whereas Telltale can sustain itself with selling like an hour to two hours at a time with these episodic. Uh, so is Telltale a big enough and is it engrossing enough to really attract people back to the series? Or are people just going to go back to Telltale because it's Telltale? Well, maybe, but I mean, even then, like, are they going to stay once they get there? And also, I'm really glad that you brought up Final Fantasy VII because I think there's a fantastic uh, uh, dot to connect. I am maybe the most excited person in the entire world for that game. Tell me about it. Okay. (laughs) I am not excited about it being released episodically. I don't want that. Yeah, and that is going to be the test of time, right? You know Final Fantasy VII is going to sell well. I know it's going to sell well in September. With what, what the hell was up with that shadow release date, by the way? So I know it's going to sell well in September. But what is that cliffhanger going to look like? What are we going to be left? And how long are we going to have to wait for that next episode to release? I think that we are... It's 2019. We're about to hit 2020. I do not think there's a place where you can release games episodically like this anymore. I think we are past that time. Good. I hope so. I actually, I think the entire trend is ridiculous and stupid. I want, I want to buy the thing that I bought and just have it be done. Why am I buying things in increments? I don't want that. I, I don't. I'm too busy as an adult to care and like think about other things. I mean, you can't even do it in television anymore, which was, like, the number one place where this used to be done, this model. So, like, it's it seems like a huge step backwards. It does. I think it really does. And, again, like, look at Hitman. Hitman released episodic. Hitman 2 did not do that. They're like, all right, we're getting away from that real quick. And going back to Life is Strange, I think this is why Life is Strange 2, no one's talking about it because it's been taking so long for these episodes to release. And, like... People were crazy about that first Life is Strange. Everywhere you looked on Twitter, people were like, oh, this game is great. These characters are amazing. Again, nothing has been said about Life is Strange 2. And I might be over-exaggerating, but I haven't heard anyone talk about it. But when you look at the reviews, it's getting similar reviews to Life is Strange. It seems like it's people who play it are liking it, but I'm not seeing a big uproar about it. And I think that's uh, in a lot of ways how... I don't want to say they're getting away with it because whatever, it's like a different model and you can do that if you want to be that type of studio who releases things episodically. But all of these things are so well-reviewed like all the time. It seems like anything that's like not just a traditional game people are like crazy about. Also, indie games, we treat with kid gloves. We really do. Like the industry just treats almost all indie games with kid gloves. The things that you can mm. get away with in indie games, that's, oh, you 
don't you me on that. It's totally true. How how do you, how do you okay explain that to me? I think that you can get away with tons of things that you would not. A triple A publisher could never get away with the things that a triple that an indie game does. Yeah, and because... I like a lot of indie games. Well, sure, whatever. But I mean, like, so admit that you're graded on a curve then. But if you're going to charge me over the span of... If you're going to release it episodically, and I'm paying, what, $15, $20 every time an episode comes out, how much are the episodes? I think they usually will charge you... The way they were in the... They charge you, like, the $40 to $60 up front, and then it's similar to, like, buying, like, the game in DLC. So once you paid that $40 up front, then you're good. Then you're an idiot, because you never know when the rest of that is going to come no, out. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't. And I think that's why a lot of people fell off of that Telltale formula, is because... Like, I repeat over and over again, it took so long for these episodes to release. And, like, a lot of people like me were playing that money up front because they're like, oh, yeah, Game of Thrones, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's play a Game of Thrones game. And then you'd be waiting for, like, a year and a half to complete it. Yeah, well, it makes me angry in television, too. Like, Better Call Saul, I have to wait an hour. I have to wait a year and a half every single time there's a new season of Better Call Saul. By the time it rolls around, I don't remember what happened, and I'm not going to sit there. The arrogance to think that I would go through the last five seasons again just to catch up, like, to where that one is. It's a... I don't want to say it's like a slap in the face to your audience, but in a lot of ways, it kind of is. Like, you sold me a bill of goods, and you're not delivering on it. At least with the television, like, I'm not paying... I'm, I'm paying to get AMC as part of, like, a cable package, but, like, I'm not paying AMC directly for Better Call Saul exclusively. Yeah, you're right. You're right, and that's a great point, and I I think it it all comes back together, right? And I... I think the thing with Better Call Saul and all these television shows that are taking so long to release, I think you can blame streaming for that, but I don't want to get into it because we're not a television podcast. But I don't know what you can blame for the episodic releases of video games rather than trying to make grab more cash out of the player. Yeah, and I don't even want to say it like that insidiously. I don't think that's what's happening, especially with like a place like what Telltale used to be. I think that's just how they started, and they thought it was a cool way to do it and roll it out. I do think that a lot of people who are getting into the space now are doing that, though, especially like bigger companies with bigger cash flow behind them saying like, oh, this is a trend. Let's start doing this type of stuff. Same as free-to-play. You know, like free-to-play, I don't know. It maybe didn't start as insidiously as it has become now, you know, where now it's just like it's a cash grab. That's what it is. Yeah, you're right. To generate cash. You're right. You're right. I, I I think it's just hard to make that comparison between television and video games. But, sure. it se- it, but it seems like video games are going in that episodic route, and then it took a sharp left turn. It was just like, nope, nope, we're not doing this. Because I remember Telltale Games, Life is Strange, you started to see a lot of, there are a lot of indies or a lot of smaller studios trying to put out like episode one, and then never brought out another episode. So I feel like you see a lot of those on Steam. It's like one episode of like a story-based, choice-based game, and then never came out with another episode. So I feel like people really caught on to that real quick. And I think it kind of killed episodic gaming, which I I'm proud of. I'm glad we did that as gamers because we let we put up with so much nonsense and we just like applaud it f- for the most part. So, but it's just it's interesting. I think Telltale, if they're going to be survive, they're going to have to completely change their game plan. It looks in the way I'm looking at this article, it seems like they're going to be hiring nothing but freelancers to write for them. But that sounds kind of terrifying. It's not the same creative people behind it, and that's the number one takeaway that everyone should have. While everyone is out in the streets celebrating today, Telltale's back. Be like, no, the brand is back, but like everyone who made it what it was is not there. So you can call it whatever you want. Yeah, and like those people that were like applauding it today, I'm like, well, if you guys probably should have bought the games when they released if you liked it so much, you probably would have saved people, a lot of people some jobs. That's a whole other issue that I'll, 
I can talk all well, day. Well, it was just that. like Twitter was all day today, which is like Telltale's back, Telltale's back. I'm like, because it's easy. None you, of you bought any of those games. It's just like everything else. You see everybody else doing it, and be like, well, I want a couple likes on my Twitter, so I'll tweet about Telltale. Yeah. I didn't tweet about Telltale today because I never played any of their games. Yeah, and I'm I'm proud of you for that. I didn't tweet about Telltale today, and I played a lot of their games. I just don't. I'm just not gonna buy into this. I just can't. It just seems like Skybound. Good on them. I really like that story. How they bought let you know finished off the season finale of or series finale of Walking Dead. I thought that was a strong showing of them. I like applauded it. I loved it. But for another company to come in buy Telltale kind of sell it as we're bringing it back to you know the roots i just don't i can't buy into that I maybe really they will you that. know i'm trying sorry i'm really trying not to be like a pessimist i'll be a just, pessimist <laughs> i know you will that's, yeah. that's why you're here yeah <laughs> and i don't want to just bash this company that i don't really know and honestly godspeed hopefully they make a whole bunch hopefully. of fantastic games and you know i'm not i'm not trying to say that they're like this awful company and like they're lying to us i i have no idea what they're going to be i'm just saying like maybe hedge your bets a little bit guys yeah and if you're going to be so excited and tweet about Telltale coming back, make sure you buy it when it, they release. If you're yeah. that excited, like at the, at the bare minimum, at the bare minimum, exactly, yeah. exactly. There's so much of that. We're like, oh, this this is the greatest thing that ever happened. Be like, I've never actually played any of these games, but good for them. Good for them, exactly. And I see a lot of that now. But you know, if they bring back Wolf Among Us, this canceled sequel, I'll be proud. I'll I'll be happy with that. Because I really would like to see another Wolf Among Us. I don't know if that's what they'll do. I don't know if they're just going to, ha- you know, bring on Duck Dynasty. <laughs> seasons. I, I'm really excited for the Duck Dynasty game, frankly. <laughs> like Duck Dynasty, you know, go out, go out, give us like a say yes to the dress. I don't know. You give it, you know, <laughs> surprises. That would be amazing. Surprises. You know, I'm, I'm just going off of a TLC programming. 90 Day Fiance, let's go. You know, give us all those. Give us do all they those. The, do they still have the show with the lady who like gave birth to like eight children? Clint, what is that show called? Uh, um, the Octuplets. Yeah, people. yeah. Give her one too. Yeah, Whatever, just one. make a game out yeah. of it. I don't care. Yeah, you get to raise eight babies, and then you have to make choices, and hopefully not mess any of them up. Let's do that. Let's go. And in the game, you're paying for the babies who are buying episodic content from like an in-game game. <laughs> it gets super meta and weird. You could buy babies for uh, microtransactions. <laughs> You, but you can pay twenty dollars, and you can um, choose how your baby looks before it's born. In this micro microtransaction babies is yeah, an awesome name. I love it, and we should make that into a microtransaction babies. babies. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, we even have the theme song. Yeah, we'll just rip it off of Muppet Babies. We're gonna get sued. Uh, moving on, there was another announcement this morning. Uh, Yacht Club Games held what was basically it was, speaking of lawsuits. It was I'm not sure if you watched Shovel Knight's. Um, uh, Yacht, Yacht Club Games announced new Shovel Knight content, and the way they did it was exactly like a Nintendo Direct. I mean, like the sounds, the like swoops and stuff. I also let me just do another pet peeve, real fast. Pat's pet peeves. I am so sick of these stupid directs and these stupid like direct to consumer like dumb little shows that all these companies have. They're gross. And I don't like them, and I want them to go away. I particularly dislike Inside Xbox because they have interviews with the developers that are being interviewed by people who already work for Xbox. That's the creepiest, weirdest thing in the entire world. What is happening? <laughs> well, it's Microsoft. What do you expect from Microsoft? Well, it's like a show run by the company that does the show acting like it's objective reporting on the company. Like you're all getting paychecks from Phil Spencer. Well, you know, who else is going to promote your uh, product? There's someone working on the inside. Why even hide it anymore? Why even hide it anymore? Sitting down and interviewing the guy who's writing your checks? No. 
Absolutely not. Whatever. Let's get back to absolutely not. I I, I, I want to get into Pat's pet peeves though. That's very interesting. Pat's pet peeves is our new segment. Where there I'm are just... so many people upset. There's so many Nintendo Direct stands right now that are very upset at what you just said. So. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna go back and be a gigantic hypocrite because I kind of like the Nintendo Directs because they're so weird. They started it. They started it. They did. They yeah. started it, and also they don't interview themselves. And also they're in Japan, so a lot of the stuff is on the opposite time schedule than like the North American audience is. So I kind of appreciate them doing it through a direct. Okay. All right. I That's can all get behind I'm saying. That. All right. Past pet peeves. <laughs> you only have like one melody in your head. <laughs> no, it's just a Muppet Baby to everything. Pets, pet peeves. Pets, pet peeves. Yeah, okay, sorry, sorry. Shovel Knight. Uh, we're way off topic. Yeah, Shovel, Shovel Knight revealed a whole bunch of new content, uh, one of which I'm actually kind of excited about. I've never played Shovel Knight. Uh, this is just going to be a whole <gasps> podcast of games I haven't played. <clears throat> All right, you turned into a horse, apparently. <clears throat> oh, I cannot. Shovel Knight's amazing, but keep going. All right, sorry, I keep interrupting you. Uh, no, you're really bad at doing horse noises. Yeah. Uh, Shovel Knight is getting um, a new... It's like a card game version of it. It's the last... I think it's the last of this Treasure Trove collection that they're going to be doing. It's getting a physical release. It's coming to Xbox. Uh, And then there's also a new one that's kind of like Dig Dug inspired. It's called Shovel Knight Dig. And it looks amazing. I love Dig Dug. In fact, let me get a soapbox right now. Let me just pull this soapbox up. up. Pull it up. Oh, he's high up, people. Of all the arcade games, all of them, every single classic arcade game, Dig Dug is by far... The least talked about, the least appreciated, and the best one ever made. There you go. Let me get off of my soapbox. The best classic arcade game ever made. Better than Pac-Man. Whoa. Better than Asteroids. Better than Centipede. Donkey Kong? Get that crap out of here. Donkey Kong? Yes, Donkey Kong is a trash game. Have you played the original Donkey Kong lately? Yes, it's, it's not trash. a trash game. It is not it's, a trash game. It is a trash game. Galaga? It's impossible. You're going to sit there and tell game. me that Dig Dug is better than Galaga? I'm not going to sit here, Edmund. I'm standing on a soapbox. All uh, right, sorry, sorry. You're way higher than me. Sorry. I just... Yes. Okay. Well, I, right. I generally am anyway. You're not very tall. Better than Joust? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, like, really wanted to ignore you calling me short, so I just wanted to yell, Joust? What about Joust? Come joust? on. What about Joust? All right. All right. You can... And to answer your question, yes, it is better than All right. Joust. Die on the hill alone, then. Why yeah. can't we just talk about Shovel Knight? What is happening? Sorry, sorry. Eddie, you are a Shovel Knight fan. Uh, were you excited about any of these announcements? No. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I loved that Shovel Knight wherever it was released. That was a really good platformer that I really enjoyed. I put some hours into it. I had no idea that Shovel Knight was what it was. Now, I had no idea that Shovel Knight had had all these releases, like the Dig Dug Shovel Knight and a Shovel Knight card game. <laughs> Shovel Knight is a brand. I did not know that. I feel like I've been living under a rock. When did Shovel Knight get so big? I have no idea. In fact, I was blown away today when they were doing this announcement. I was like, how? There's this many Shovel Knights? Also, what are are they? Are they just like new levels that come out for Shovel Knight? I'm the Shovel Knight expert. I know there is DLC that I never played because I just, once you play one game, I just, I fell off on the DLC. There's actually like three expansions released to it. Yeah, I know that Plague of Shadows actually lets you play as a different character, and like a lot of people like that because I think the Plague Knight was completely different than uh, the way the Shovel Knight, pl- <laughs> the Shovel Knight played. Um, and then there was Specter of Torment that I don't know anything about, and King of Cards looks like it's going to be the new. King one. King of Cards is a new one, yeah, yeah, and it has a card game in it. So technically, it's two games. That's what they said. And there's can stupid we, Nintendo Direct ripoff. What is up with card games? You nerds need to stop playing these damn card games. Oh, my God, oh don't you say that, guy who's always talking about The Witcher. 
Yeah, but I don't. With I, the I, dumbest I, name I never for a played Gwent. I never played Gwent. People Maybe were like, "Maybe it's called Gwent," and well, that's like a sound I make when I cough. And people were like, "Oh yeah, I played Gwent. It's so good." I'm like, "I'm not playing a card game in a video How game." Dare no, I'm not doing that. Like, I never got into joust. Magic. I never got into Pokemon cards. I'm not playing card games. No, no, I, I draw a line. That's your line. That's, that's your my line. line. No, no, I'll play tabletop games all day, but card games is where I draw the line. <laughs> Miss me with that card game stuff. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, it's interesting to see Shovel Knight kind of explode like this. I I don't think it's exploding, though. I think it's just kind of been a steady thing that Shovel Knight apparently has like a huge fan base that I was unaware of. I, I, apparently, if they keep releasing all this stuff for it. This is also another trend. I guess we're just talking about trends today because this is another trend. Is that a studio will make one game and then that's just it that's like their game like the game is just their entire brand and supposed to we made this one game now we're moving on to the next one and maybe yacht club will do that eventually but you have it with shovel knight you have it with um mm-hmm. uh you know minecraft uh you have it with um fortnite for, yeah yeah i mean epic games made other games but now it just seems like yeah, epic games just is fortnite. just a fortnite machine yeah. right yeah uh so there's i'm sure there's sorry there's a bajillion other ones but those are the ones that are popping off my head right now. And let's be real here. Shovel Knight's been out. It released in 2014. So they've been sustaining this thing for quite a long time. It's half a decade. And it was a Kickstarter project. Don't forget that. Like, this was one of the only successful Kickstarter games we've ever had. Mm-hmm. And they have been going strong for a long time. So hats off to Yacht, Yacht Club. Yeah. Yacht Club games. Yacht Club. They are, I, I like I said, I love the Shovel Knight. I did not play any of the other ones. But... The way that people receive these other games, maybe if I get some downtime, if I ever get any downtime, I'll try to look at these other expansions. But I am not playing that. Uh, I will definitely play the Dig Dug game. I am not touching that card game. <laughs> you were really adamant about it. No, I do not like card games. Hatred of card games. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about the other game that's been trending a lot this week, and that's Control from Remedy Games. Oh, sweet Control. Everyone is so into this game. Sweet Control. Um, I'm going to let you be the optimist for once and just talk about how much you love this game. It's fantastic so far. I've put maybe six hours in the control, and it is one of the best-looking games of this year. It is doing things with its lighting that I didn't... I Like, when God of War came out, I was pretty sure that God of War was, like, the epitome of lighting. Control just slaps the hell out of God of War. It's like, get out of here, God of War. Let me show you how lighting is done. Its story doesn't make any sense to me at all. But I'm intrigued. Very, I'm so intrigued with the story, these characters, and this building that just keeps changing on you. I just, I cannot wrap my head around this game. And that's not even, that's not even getting into like the different type of powers that you can wield, like picking up something with your mind, like picking up a fire extinguisher with your mind and throwing at someone feels good. Similar to why do I keep? Why do we keep comparing games to God of War on here? Because similar it's a to game. throwing the axe in God of War, I'm getting that same feeling. I <clears throat> love Control. There's a lot of weirdness going in there. It is a Remedy Games through and through. There is a lot of. I feel like there's a lot of Max Payne in there. I feel like there's a lot of Control. Well, not Control. There's a lot of Alan Wake in there. And I feel like ugh, Quantum Break. I I cannot believe I played that game. But there's some even some I, Quantum Break in there. This is like a culmination of all of Ready Entertainment's video games, and I could not be happier with this game. Oh, man. You ready for people to get angry? Yeah, let's get angry. All right. Uh, I don't really care much for the Max Payne series. I never really did. I thought it was... I didn't care for the bullet time. I didn't really think it was that 
amazing. Even at the time when it was coming out, I thought it was kind of lame. I thought the story was a little stilted. I thought it was overly violent. I didn't think the controls were very great in it. There's no such thing as overly violent, but keep going. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, I was just not into it at all. I also thought it was an ugly game. I thought it was a very ugly to look at game. Yeah, that's which is a stupid nitpick, but I did not like it. Unlike Control, which I will hand to you, is a gorgeous, gorgeous game. Oh, so beautiful. Except, uh, I agree, God of War blew me away. Frankly, if we're going to talk about lighting, let's talk about Red Dead Redemption 2. And it is Mm. a travesty Mm. that people do not talk about the level of detail in the visuals in that game. Because that game was boring. You're wrong. Speaking of boring, Control is so incredibly boring no. that I could not even get through the first hour. No, it's not also, boring at all. it has horrible stilted gun controls, which are unreal in 2019 how bad the gun controls are in this game. Because it doesn't want you playing with the gun. Well, why did it give it to me first then? Why did I not learn how to throw things with my mind immediately instead of giving me this stupid gun? And I'm pointed at the back of her head. I cannot see what I'm aiming at. Have you played third-person shooters before? How do you not know what you're aiming at? It's a terrible first-person shooter. It's, you can't... It's, it's not a terrible first-person shooter. It is... I, I will give you. It's very stilted. It does not feel as good as... But you you like Red Dead Redemption. That was the most stilted third-person shooter I've played in the last, like, five to ten years. I guess, but, I mean, most of that game is not me going around shooting things. Like, 90% of control is me, like, encountering shadow monster things. Which gives you a whole bunch of other powers to really mess with. I don't think the powers are that great. Mm. And I also don't think they're very new. Like, oh, you can control stuff in your mind. Thanks. Literally every game for the last, like, 20 years. But the way it really fleshes with those fully destructible environments is something to behold. Like, Psychonauts did that. Oh, God. Well, you brought up Psychonauts. What year are we in? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Why would you bring up Psychonauts? How come no one has brought up Psychonauts is my question. <laughs> this game is just adult Psychonauts. What uh, is happening? A lot, of, like a, lot crazy of, a lot of people uh, bring up Psychonauts. Uh, they should. You completely threw me off by bringing up Psychonauts. Good, I'm, like, I'm glad. Really? He brought up Enjoy Psychonauts? Enjoy spinning around. Do not compare Control to Psychonauts, by the way. <laughs> Golly. Um, <laughs> Look, I'm not far enough into Control. I'm being unfair to this game. I just was not into it immediately. I don't. I can't play a game where I'm in an office building the entire time. I can't do it. I'm sorry. It seems like a waste of such a beautiful engine to just leave it in this. I but don't oh, know. Pat, you go to the astral plane and you fly around. Well, so did Astral Chain. Okay, and that came out the exact same week. I just don't care. But it's it's a Metrovania, right? And a lot of these Metrovanias keep you contained in one Dude, every, area. Everything's a Metrovania. No, it's game. not. It's not. No, it's not. We we've never had a Metro. Most of the Metrovanias that we get are along the same vein. We've oh, except for Yoku's Island Express, the best game of 2018. Is that a Metrovania, though? Yeah, it is, absolutely. We would call that a Metrovania? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that game is a masterpiece, it, by the way. Not a masterpiece, but it's a very good game. It's uh, a It's amazing. not a masterpiece, but it's it a very, is a, very it's good game. But it's, it's a very different game. It's a very good game. The music was phenomenal in that game. Yes, it was good. But it is not a masterpiece. I will slap you. You and your masterpieces, keep that to yourself. But anyway, I just... It blows my mind... That with the year that we're having with games this year, you cannot get into control. It is it, from the first opening mm. minutes. It's like something that I like you've never you haven't oh. seen before. No, I thought it was something that I had seen like a million times. Like I just it was just a gray building and you're walking around and it's so obviously like not a deep game that's like trying to be. Like, oh no, I don't agree with that at all. Oh wait, absolutely. Oh, you you're looking for your brother and there's these bad government guys who clearly and there's like this something. internal voice that's speaking to you that you have no idea if it's like some 
other alien entity or if it's actually you being a, you know if you're dealing with schizophrenia you don't know what's going on it's like there's so many mysteries within this game the way that and i forgot what the building is called the way the building is set up the way the it's characters the federal are introduced. bureau of control and it's called what is it the the control house or no something? it's not the control house i saw colin tweeting about it all day today colin's another host of our podcast he was like it's unlike anything i've seen before but anyway, blah, I just, blah, blah. it is something that we have not seen in 2019. It a is. Game. <laughs> oh my god, here we go. It is not a Final Fantasy game that you can play and you can talk that's about. That's right, and that's it my is, number one concern. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm telling you, it is the most beautiful game I played this year. It is the most intriguing game I played where I'm just constantly asking, like, what the hell is going on? I'm I'm thinking about this game at work. Like, I want to get home. I want to continue on with this building to see what else it has to offer. I'm just, I'm hooked by this story. And the fact that Remedy Entertainment was able to bring itself back from the dust of Quantum Break is amazing <laughs> to me. If That is amazing. Because Quantum Break was so bad. It was such a bad game. It was one of those games that I hated my Xbox. I played that game and I was like, You're I got mad at the console. I hate you, Xbox. That's what I said to it. I was like, Bad I Xbox. Hate you, Xbox One. You made all these promises to me and you are trash. But the fact that they went from Quantum Break to Control, I and maybe it could be because Quantum Break was so bad. That's just how, and maybe because games have been so bad this year, Control feels like so great and new to me. But I, man, I can't. I cannot get on you. I cannot agree with you on this. Uh, you're clearly the consensus. I mean, our our own reviewer at THR, Pete Keeley, uh, good review. Loved it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a fantastic review. He's a great writer. Um, which is funny because he's actually our copy chief. He's not a reporter. Um, anyway, it was a fantastic review. I just don't care for it. And you know what? Maybe it's just a personal preference thing. It might be a great game. I don't know. I'm not into it. I, I do not see myself like really sinking a lot of time into it. Have you, uh, what? Give me a list of third person games that you've been into. Uh, can I say Rockstar Games, or is that... Yeah, you can say Rockstar Games. Well, then every Rockstar game. Um, God. Uh, well, uh, third-person action games or third-person shooters? Third per- let's go third-person action shooters. Uh, all right, see, shooters is what throws me up, because obviously God of War is an amazing game. Okay, I'll give you that Spider-Man one. Spider-Man was an amazing game. Um, actually, I kind of like third-person games more than first-person games, but as far as shooters go, maybe I just don't like shooters. You just don't like is it is it the shooting part that keeps you from it, or is it just the overall ambiance of what this game is offering? The ambiance of this game is what's keeping me from going. I do think that the the controls were not very great, but I didn't go super far into the game. So like they get better as you get the powers, but the shooting mechanic is not great in this game. Okay, like, let me ask you this: Do you feel like control is kind of pretentious? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Okay. Frankly. Okay. The control is. Did you have Cafe Gratitude where you live? I have no idea what that is. Control is the Niswa salad of the gaming world. What is this LA nonsense you're talking about right now? You don't now? know what a Niswa salad no, is? No, I don't know what a Niswa salad is. I'm well, black. Well, I'm going to sound... <laughs> what the hell does that mean? I, like, I'm a black person. Like, hey, let me get a Niswa salad. What the? What is that? Like, well, they'd probably look at you weird because you said Niswa, not Niswa. What, what, what is a Niswa? Plebeian. <laughs> what is a Niswa salad? Like, put me on game real quick. What is this? It's, it's seared tuna. Cut... Ever so slightly at an angle, plated delicately over a field of greens with a hard-boiled egg sliced lengthwise, placed on top. It's sort of like, um, uh, it's like a lot of things that are in ramen, but on a salad. Oh, my God. And it's what pretentious oh white people okay. order, apparently. You do know we're from Reno, Nevada, Trailer Trash Town, right? 
I'm just telling you that. We don't eat stuff like that. We eat like garbage. Yeah, like mayonnaise balls. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't eat mayonnaise balls, but yeah, along you the lines don't. of that. There's a rib cook-off every year that you were at, my friend. And I did not. I never a, got a mayonnaise ball. There was mayonnaise balls. You ate a mayonnaise I never ball. ate a mayonnaise ball. Don't you, don't you lie. I, I got the, uh, what, is, what is that? Funnel cake. That's what I got. Yeah, it's deep fried of mayonnaise. Ugh, gross. <laughs> don't, yeah, that would That's eat almost as gross as a Nisa salad. But I right. See, I'm so black I can't even pronounce it. So oh my God. yeah, get on him. Get on my level. Nice it is pretentious. The game is pretentious. Okay. okay. I said it. Are you gonna are you gonna deny that it's pretentious? No, I think the storytelling is for adults. And I, I think when we have so many games that are just a bare minimum with story, I think this game is really not holding your hand with it. It's really having you like I haven't played a game in a long time where I'm constantly looking out for all the codexes or all the little loose materials so I can read them to give me more of an understanding of the world that I'm in. No, well, then you bought in immediately because the first thing, literally the first thing I did in this entire game was just pick up like a document off of a table. Like you walk into the Federal Bureau of Control, you're like, oh, there's a desk, what an exciting piece of game design. And then you pick up a document and it's like, here, reading. And I have been been seeking out document. And you know how I feel about reading. Reading is for felons and kindergartners. So I am seeking out, (laughs) I am seeking out these documents I am reading them. I am trying to fully understand what this world is. I have not cared about a video game world this much in a long time. Not since God of War, I think. I, that is baffling to me. Look at the the amount of craziness in God of War. Do you like fantasy? Maybe it's because I like fantasy and you apparently like office building. I, <laughs> I love fantasy, but I also like sci-fi and I like supernatural I love supernatural things like this. And like the way the the where the, where the game is going, it seems like urban tales and urban legends are actually existing and it's and i could be completely wrong and it seems like like certain people's imaginations can activate these urban legends from 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 coming alive so i haven't gotten that far into it i haven't really seen a big boss yet but i'm interested to see where this goes with these codexes that i'm reading and like i said i haven't really been into a world like this since god of war listening to that headless guy what's his name Mimir. Mimir. Listening to Mimir's story. I got really into Mimir's story. I would like literally just use the boat to go in circles to hear Mimir's stories because I was so invested in hearing. I feel that way about Control. Hmm. Remind me. What game did I call a masterpiece in 2018 where you were like, yeah, you used that word too much. Oh, yeah, it was God of War. That's the game. The game that you keep... It playing. aged well. It aged very well. Yeah. It aged... It didn't age just a year You old. also call Red Dead Redemption a masterpiece. It is a it's masterpiece, not, and it was also the best game of 2018. No Yep. Other way. than Yoki's Island Express, obviously. No was way. Monster Hunter World was the best game of 2018, and I would die on that hill. But I'm going to kick you in your head. Kick me in my head. You can probably reach it very easily. <laughs> my my, soapbox, my head yeah. is very low to the ground. I'm still on my soapbox, Eddie. I'm in soapbox. Oh, all you have to do is just move your foot a little bit, and you'll kick me right in my face. I'm wearing a crown yeah, right well, now. Well, let me put on my helmet, so, with my Niswa salad. Hey, you said it right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Woo. I'm white. <laughs> all right, whatever. All, all right. right, you know, enjoy control, like, with everybody else. Give us some time. I, give us some more time. I would like you, because this is what you do, Pat. You, Are you giving me homework? I'm giving you homework. You play a game for, like, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and you're like, oh, this is not Final Fantasy. I'm throwing this away. And I do say that, yeah. You sound exactly like that. And you're like, where's Cloud? Ugh, and you throw it away. <laughs> so give it some time. Put at least like five hours into it. And then let's talk about it next week. 
and then see if your opinions changed on it. I'll do it because I love you, Edmund. Yeah. For no other reason other than that. But finding five hours of my day is very it's difficult. Very hard. Which is why playing MMOs is so incredibly <laughs> hard for me, including Final Fantasy XIV, which I was gifted by a very nice person, and I have not been able to play. I tried to play it. I tried to sit down. I cleared a little bit of time, and I realized that I was about two hours in, and I hadn't gotten anywhere. Yeah. It took me like an hour to design my character because the character... Okay. Sorry, let me pause the podcast one more time. The character creation in that game is so absolutely bananas deep. It is madness how much there is to it. I'm there is more in the character creation like design screen than there is in almost every other game. More work went into the lore of that than almost any other game I've ever. Can played. I say something madness. real quick? Yeah. When I was playing that game, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I actually Googled while I was playing Final Fantasy uh, for I did too. I Googled best character creators of all time. And like it, it was pro. It's probably in my top five of all time. That character creator in that game is absolutely remarkable. I, it I is, completely agree with you. It's madness. There's like 14 different races to choose from, and not only that, but like even the the gender delineations between them are massive yeah. differences. It's not just cosmetic. Like everything matters. It, it was daunting. It is very, very, very good. I I cannot even I cannot disagree with you on that. How do you find time to play it? I don't understand how I can have a normal life and then a fake second life in a fantasy realm. I don't think MMOs are for adults. They're not. They're not. I don't think they're for they're adults. They're not for employed adults. No, <laughs> no. Well, I'm employed and I put 100 hours. I'm not even kidding. I put 100 hours in the Final Fantasy this year. Huh? It was one of those games. I played it like a job on my weekend, so. Because I was like, I need to get through, and I did not skip. I wanted to mainland through it. I wanted to get to Shadowbringers on my own. I did the entire um, 70, 80 level stretch to get there. And Just out of curiosity, when was your last social engagement? Oh. <laughs> I went to an A's game last weekend. I saw that. Uh, but actually, while I was playing this, I probably didn't do anything for a good month. That is a good month. I don't like people though, so it's fine for me. That's true. Yeah, it's you fine are for kind me. of like I'm a recluse. A troll man. Yeah, I am. So that was great for me. So and it was one of those things where people were I do this once a year, right? And I don't know if anyone else does it. I get really I get really into an MMO mode and I have to play an MMO and I cannot get that out of my system until I I play a lot the hell out of that MMO. So oh. my MMO that I used to go back to every single year was Star Wars and for some reason, I just jumped into Final Fantasy this year, and just, just specifically the summer, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed I'm glad, it. I'm glad to hear that you are just playing Final Fantasy in general. I am going to say, though, that I, I haven't gotten into a MMO in a really, really long time, but I recently downloaded um, Classic RuneScape on my mm. And I did it for a story. I didn't do it just to do it. And I immediately, just the music alone, I was like, I need to spend 800 hours in this, obviously. And I've been playing it kind of quite a bit. Uh, okay, so since we're on this topic of MMOs, let's say we're going to stay on it. How has RuneScape changed? And I know this was a long time ago since we used to play it in high school, freshman year high school computer class. So, okay, I need to make it very clear because there's a different version of RuneScape now. I downloaded RuneScape Classic. RuneScape is hard to say. RuneScape Classic, which is the same version, basically, of what we played when we were younger. Okay. They like, added new stuff, and it looks a little bit better. But it's pretty much the same. Uh, this is the most shocking part, and prepare yourself for this. Buckle up, everybody. I'm buckled up. It has the nicest, most welcoming, wonderful community I've ever seen in my entire life. 
Ever. I'm, I'm shocked by how, like, wonderful people are in this game. Hmm. Constantly. Hmm. People just give you things or, like, help you. they like, see you struggling with something and walk by and be like, need a hand? And I'll be like, I do need a hand. And be like, I'm 30. And they're like, I'm also 30. So maybe hmm, that's why. Maybe that's why. You know who else has a very nice community, not to interrupt you? Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. And League of Legends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> League of Legends, actually, I've never played League of Legends because I heard it was so bad. I I played it for like ten seconds and I got yelled at. Yeah, like immediately. It's, it's not fun at all, at all. I'm glad to hear that Final Fantasy has a good community because people who play Final Fantasy are the best types of people. I it was people were very supportive. It kind of sucked getting into those dungeons, especially since everyone's done it. So a lot of people were just mainlining it. So if you don't want, if you actually wanted to see what the dungeons could offer you and like you know explore a little bit you there's not you can't do that right now i uh i was at an event uh sorry this is like a non-sequitur but it's gonna relate just bear with me like control it's gonna take a really long time before anyone shut up (laughs) i was at an event and i overheard these two guys talking and the other guy was lamenting to this one guy about how his friend is like like he was a crack addict with Final Fantasy fourteen, He was like, I have to, like, take it away from him. I keep finding him playing at work. Like, it's destroying this man's life. That's like most MMOs, I think, though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think, like, a lot of MMOs, because it's, it, it offers you a life away from a life, right? I think a lot of people get addicted to them. I think I... Mm, I won't speak on that. Never mind. I won't speak Look, on that. I have to do research before I speak on that. Well, I do think that there's, uh, there's some truth to that. Uh, just in my own life. I'll speak anecdotally about my own life. Like, yeah, I, I spend too much time playing it. MMOs when I've gotten into MMOs. Yeah, that, that's what happened with me in Final Fantasy XIV. Like, I just started in June. Luckily, I didn't have students, so I would just, I would go to work, come home, didn't really have to prep for the next day, and I would just be up playing that game all night. And, like, and I there is, played it every day. Yeah, there's something really weird about leveling. It, like, hits a part of your brain that, like, just makes you feel good. Yeah. No way, and it's pointless. It's just, you're doing nothing. And for whatever reason, it feels fantastic. I actually... This is crazy, and this just occurred to me. I've never thought this before. I think buying skins is the stupidest thing in the entire world, and anyone who pays for those, I'm like, you're an idiot, and that's a waste of money. That said, uh, how is that any different than playing an MMO for hours, yeah. and, like being obsessed with leveling up? I get it. Like, it's there's something about like having that avatar and making it better. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, to speak on your thing about skins, it's I'm one of those people that I really enjoy buying skins especially yeah because you're an idiot yeah especially i'm a big fat idiot that's why i don't read um (laughs) but yeah i i am the type of person that really enjoys buying skins because it feels like you have control over that character and i think these we're getting way off tangent but i think these these companies are really smart in the way they offer skins because you want there's so many games that offer you that customization level and yeah. you want that character to feel like your own. So you're willing to spend that money on that skin that f- reflects your personality in the game. I also, I don't think, I think a lot of people think it's like, it's like preying or like, uh, it's insidious and like preying on people's uh, addiction or, you know, anything along those lines. I think, yeah, yeah, maybe. And like, obviously sometimes that is what's happening. They are trying to do that, like more predatory. At the same time, the joy that it brings so many people just to have like a customized avatar mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's pretty amazing, like, wh- how much this stuff means to people. At the end of the day, I mean, it's a video game, but for a lot of people, it means quite a bit to them. Well, yeah, it's, it, like, in speaking as, like, a black person, like, when I get to customize my character to look like me, that means a lot, because I want to see, especially with first-person shooters, I don't want to aim down the sights and see a white hand. I just don't, I don't want to do that, especially if it, it get, 
If I'm playing as that character, yes, that's fine. But if I get to customize my own character, this is like a big problem I have with Animal Crossing. I want it to look like me. So... Well, yeah, when it's an avatar of you, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but if it's know. a character, I don't really care. Like, if, I I, if agree, I'm playing, I, like, you know, Arthur Morgan, then I don't really care about that. But if you're giving me an opportunity, like Mass Effect, if you're right. selling that game as a game where I can create my own shepherd, then I want that shepherd to look like me or to represent what I look like just so I can, you know, it immerses you more into the game. Could you not be black in no you can that's what i'm saying okay, I, th- um, I thought you could yeah that's what matt you know if mass effect sold itself and didn't allow me to do that then that sure. would have been a problem right well don't worry they had lots of other problems later on <laughs> oh i'm sorry this is another just we keep going on tangents mm-hmm. but that series just broke my heart yeah. oh my god yeah well, let's not talk about it please i love this so let's much not, please not talk let's, i love this so let's, much please not talk about it i'm gonna cry i don't want to talk i don't want to cry today it was so good. It was, oh my god, that, those first two games were so good. It was my favorite game yeah, in the set of them. Oh my god, why did they do that to that game? Why did they do that to that series? Bioware. Anyway. Oh my god, Anthem. All right, sorry. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, yeah. I digress. MMOs are, they're poison. And they're it's hard, but how do, of America, so. how do you play that game as an adult, really? Um, because I'm, in order for me to get games, to play the games that I want, you're right. I have to forego my social life. Pretty much. I mean, uh, look, there's only so many hours in a day, and if you're working a full-time job, and also, uh, I don't know about your job, but full-time jobs aren't really 40 hours a week. They're more like, like 50. 50 hours Yeah, you're a right. Week. Yeah. I just had this conversation with my students yesterday. Like, how many hours do you work a week? And I was like, A million! 50. And they're like, 50? It's like, it's supposed to be 40 hours. It's like, that's a lie that the government tells you. So, it's, I, it's hard to find time. Like, I don't even play games on the weekdays anymore because I'm so tired and I can't really focus, like, focus on it. I have to play games on the weekend. So yeah. I have to hang out with my wife. Well, you have a very wonderful wife, so I'd be, I'd, I I'd be very happy. I'm sorry. I would love. She doesn't listen to the podcast. So. <laughs> she would. This is the one she's gonna listen to. She's gonna be. Like, I know. Obviously, damn it. <laughs> Divorce. No, I don't want to wish that on anybody. Yeah. What the yeah, hell? I want you guys to be together forever. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. man. I like your relationship. It's cute. Aw. Yeah. You're the best. Friendships. Yay. Yay. All right, we're running short on time. Uh. Okay. Here's the thing. 2019 has not been the best year for games. I think we could all agree on that. If you don't, well... Harry, Harry. <laughs> I'm on my soapbox. Harry, Harry. Uh, there have been some good games. I liked Resident Evil 2. It's probably my standout so far. Yeah, I don't know what, like, game of the year is this year. Fire Emblem. We do have a couple big ones. <laughs> I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> we do have a couple big ones. One of them being Death Stranding, which you think is not as great. Mm, garbage. It looks <laughs> okay. That's mm, garbage. Okay. Sorry to... I... I watched that video. Everyone's just like, yeah, Death Stranding footage. Let's go. Let's watch it. Yeah, I watched it. You are, like, walking around the middle of nowhere. You can pee. Okay. Yeah. Who cares? You can, you can pee and Jeff Keighley's you in can, it. What else do you oh need? Oh, my God. You can set up ladders to climb up mountains, and you're just, like, what are you? You're playing a postal man. I think he's, like, isn't the rumor that he's setting up the internet across America? Play Paperboy. That is a fantastic Paperboy oh. is ten times the game that Death Stranding will be. I'm so glad you brought up Paperboy because it might be the only other arcade game that is better than <laughs> Paperboy is way better than Dig Dug. And way better. it might be. It's only, only, only because you could hold on to the handlebars as you're Paperboy you take away is top three you, games of all time. Paperboy is so uh, good. I'm not going to argue with you. It's pretty good. It's game. such a good game. It is so, it goes, it's so straightforward. On the pantheon of greatest games ever made, it's obviously Final Fantasy VII number one. <laughs> Number two is a tie between Dig Dug and Paperboy. 
And number three is Shoots and Ladders, and I know that's not a video game, but it counts mm. because it's that good. Candyland. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll Don't give you. Get shoes. the hell out of here. Candyland was so colorful; it was beautiful. But anyway, anyway, can I can I can I talk about Death Stranding real quick? I don't know because your opinion on Candyland is throw me for a loop. Candyland's amazing, and they should it should have its own cinematic universe. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't. It, every single person, if you're listening to this podcast, and you have complained about what remains of Edith Finch, and you have complained about, and I remind you, I haven't played this game, I but I'm looking at Death Stranding. That looks like the most expensive walking simulator I've ever seen in my life. It's literally a walking simulator. Uh, okay, even if you are playing a Comcast person who's going across America uh, installing cable, like, I'm just, like, the story, everything around it, everyone's just like, well, it's Kojima, it, Kojima will deliver, and I will, I will, I've been on this rant before, Metal Gear Solid was, <laughs> was bunk, I still don't understand what Metal Gear Solid was wow. about, I still have never been excited about a Metal Gear Solid game, except for that last one, that last one was pretty good, just because running in that game feels amazing, but other than that, I just, why are so many, and I, lo- I know Hideo Kojima has a huge fan base, but after watching that video, if you're still excited about this game, please tell me why. Please comment on my Twitter. Please find me on Sound- our SoundCloud. Find us here's our website. Home like here's my home address. I will I will send it to you. Like write me letters. Please, for the name of God, tell me why you'd be excited about this boring game. Uh, man, you're lucky we're out of time because I would highlight all of the glaring hypocrisy of you celebrating Control ten minutes ago as the most pretentious game of all time, and then Control is not a game. walking simulator. Mm. It's not a walking simulator. No, you're right. It's just a weird, pretentious, ridiculous. <laughs> it's a really very stupid. intriguing Twilight Zone type video game that we don't see a lot anyway, of. Anyway, we're training. out of time. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of time. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. We are back on a regular recording schedule. I am sorry that 2019 has been such an up and down year for us, but the podcast is back and it's back in full force. Yes. And it's coming for us. Yes. Every day. Yes. Uh, let us know who you want on the podcast because we are lining up some guests and we have some fun ones coming up in the future. Uh, that'll be very exciting. And let us know what you want to hear more of. Uh, Eddie and I are both on Twitter. We are at DonkeyConArtist.com. We are on the Twitters with DonkeyConArtist, at DonkeyConArtist. Uh, follow us pretty much anywhere you can follow anything. And I'm going to plug Patrick real quick and, you know, pull up the Hollywood Reporter. Type in, go on your Google right now, type in Hollywood Reporter Video Games, go look at some of those articles. They've got some good articles, some good reviews. Control Review is really good on there. they got an Astro, Astro Chain Review. Did I say that name right, that word game? Astro Chain. Astro yes. Chain Review on there. they got some good articles talking about some mobile games. So go check out some uh, Hollywood Reporter Video Games. Thanks, Eddie. Yeah, I appreciate that's your that. Plug. And thank you, everyone who's listening to the podcast. We love you guys very yes, much. Yes, we do. Thank you for listening. Yeah. We'll be back next Goodbye. week. Goodbye. 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 Fade away. Fade away. Fade away. Hi, Earl. Hi, Earl. Hi, Earl.